Yo, what's going on everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drink Beer and Play Game and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Hello all you microphone in the bud simps. How are you doing tonight? Welcome to episode 119. <sighs> you know, Jim, for a second there I had no idea what you're talking about and then I remember what I kept seeing you post and retweet and like and dear God, I, I, I don't even know anymore, Jim. Right. The sad I don't know part if it's a new is new high or a new low. I can't tell which. The sad part is how many minutes of that stuff have you watched? Oh, none. I don't watch Twitch. Not even the highlight clips that you've been sharing. I barely watch you. I can easily. I don't. I can easily retweet something. I'm not like clipping anything. <sighs> damn it, Jim. Damn it. Damn it. Do for it those of you who don't know, I'm not even gonna tell you. You son of a bitch. It's just Jim being Jim. <laughs> but uh before we move on to what we're drinking i first want to give a huge shout out to uh mr Rightway himself steve uh thank you for being guests on the podcast last week and once again thank you so much for uh providing the giveaway and jim did we announce the winner yes we uh announced the winners earlier today on twitter so gamer astral and uh zy crane i think that was his name so congratulations to them. They got Frogger and Stuart Little, respectively. Yeah, so if you haven't already, check the links below for that episode. And be sure, go over and give that guy a follow on all social media platforms. Really great dude. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, Chambers. So uh, what you drinking tonight? Well, Bri, switch up from tradition a little. So today we are recording on the 21st. The 20th of June, as we know, was Father's Day. So we were originally going to go up to Warwick Farm. that? Just wait. We were originally going to go up to Warwick Farm Brewery, but as we got there, one, there was a huge car accident outside of it, and two, it was packed to the gills. So we're like, all right, not doing that. So we wind up going to a winery, and which was dead, so it was perfect. Oh, and you got white wine. Oh, no, Brian. This is some hard cider right here. House-made hard cider from the Rosebank Winery out of Newtown, PA. So they only sold the go-homes for their house-made uh, cider and growlers, so... That's that I got this. looks like the most yellow apple cider hard cider I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, it's pretty clear. It's clearer than Strongbow, but it's tasty. <laughs> Is it really tasty, or are you just being Jim Nice Guy? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's actually delicious. Okay. Everything we had from there was great. I actually wound up bringing myself home a little uh, blueberry wine for myself. <laughs> It's just the way you say it. <laughs> Delicious. Yeah, that shit is like, dude, that's like lighter than light beer. That looks like water, just with like, a, it looks like, it looks like water that, that's been peed in a little bit. Well, Bri, that's the <laughs> best AMP I've ever drank, <laughs> at least in the last few years. Uh, all right, well. But I'll I am, probably move on to a beer after this, because the wife likes it too, so I'll save some for her. I am uh, drinking beer, and I'm going with the Great Lakes Brewing Company's Edmund Fitzgerald Porter. I've talked about this at least a couple times on the podcast. It's probably my second or third favorite thing from Great Lakes. Most of their beers are pretty solid. This comes in at 6% with 37 IBUs. It's a... <coughs> oh, here we go. A robust and complex. Our Porter is a bittersweet tribute to the legendary Freighter's Wait, freighters fallen crew. Taken too soon when the gales of November came early. Words. Yep. Um, yeah, so there you go. Um, actually, a lot of shit from Great Lakes. It's funny. They 
Like, they have the Nosferatu, they have this. They're interesting. Like, they're not, like, they're solid. Atyp- yeah, they're solid. They're, like, they're like a weird quasi, like, I don't want to call them a history brewery, but they do tend to, like, lean into historical beers and things that are around events or something bigger. Not just, like, oh, what's for dinner, Mom? You know, like, it's interesting. I don't know. I don't know well, what I'm saying. Well, Bri, according to the... Uh cool map of the United States with beer on it that I saw at Red Robin. Apparently that's the major beer thing out of Michigan. So I'm going to take that as fact. That's your beer fact for the day, folks. No, Jim, I have a beer fact of the day and I'm moving the, I'm moving it up because this just seems like the right place to put this. Nah. Jim, what, you know, some would say you may or may not know about man boobs, right? I, I've dabbled. So, did you know that IPAs can give you man boobs? Well, bro, I've been drinking man boobs since I was a... Uh, drink, been drinking man boobs. <laughs> that hard cider's really hitting you, isn't it, Jim? Kicked in fast. <laughs> you want to retry that one? Eh, not really. I guess so, I've been drinking IPAs since I was a kid then. <laughs> so, this... For whatever reason, Fuck. this came across... I don't know if it's Twitter or Facebook or something. The article I have in the link below is from 2017, actually. Um, But there's a million articles from a million different websites. This particular one comes to us from Vice. And every article I've seen across everything says basically the same thing. That um, IPAs are, as described in Vice, a wonderful medicine for insomnia and menopause. And due to their high phytoestrogen content... um, it can develop high levels of estrogen, aka man boobs and guys, and it can kill erections, Jim. So it's a double whammy for if you drink too much IPAs. Right. Would you say that that applies a little science to the typical look of the average beer snob? The and by beer All that snob, added estrogen? Uh, by beer snob, you mean more hipsterish IPA drinker? Yes, I would absolutely agree with that. Science proves it. It's, um, yeah, that's very interesting. And, you know, we did that whole no IPA May thing because I had mentioned before when we had Hannah on here. Like, Man, IPAs... I was rock solid downstairs during no IPA May. <laughs> what a weird coincidence. <laughs> oh, God damn it, Jim. Um, I did say that, like, IPA still to this day, like, two nights ago I had an IPA and I could feel it hit me so much more than the night before I had like a quarter of an entire bottle of bourbon, which didn't do anything to me. But one IPA that was pretty strong, like, it just hit me so fast. And like Hannah told us, like, people have different reactions, but IPAs always fuck with me a little bit differently. And on top of that, now they're giving you boobs, making you soft. Maybe uh, avoid the IPAs. I don't know. Science. Everyone See, everyone just pretends to like them. It's, you know, they call it the acquired taste thing. So it's something that no one actually likes until they force himself to. Gives you man boobers. I mean, <laughs> what, what are the benefits here? Um, well, they're good for women because, like it said, it does help with menopause and insomnia. Well, there you go. Drink up, ladies. <laughs> Enjoy. So, yeah, I, I, I first thought this was a joke, but once again, you can find many other links. Just type in IPA, give you man boobs. You'll be amazed at how many articles there are. So, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. That's why I was hoping you were going to team me up, Jim, and say you were drinking an IPA. Yeah, but you, you fucked wish. it all up with you your goddamn with pee my, water. With my pee cider over here. <laughs> That's fucking right. Like a goddamn man I am. 
Now, Jim, realistically, hearing that article, will that change your drinking habits at all? IPAs aren't my go-to anyway, but I mean, if it's there, I'll drink it. I feel like you like that though. The packs you've been getting are nothing but IPAs. There have been a lot of IPAs. Look, <laughs> but look, Bry, I've had me some memories before IPAs, and I'll have them after IPAs. <laughs> Jim, first it's just say it's par for the course. First it's the frogs, now it's the IPAs. It's crazy. It's true. <laughs> I mean, we want to see what estrogen heightened estrogen does. Just look at Greg Coke. Oh, <laughs> he does. Hey, their Stone IPA is one of the most well known. <laughs> well, explains a lot. <laughs> so yeah, uh, beer drinkers out there, just don't overdo the IPAs. I guess is the lesson. Branch out. Try some other things. Sure. Try a good old fashioned PA Ying Yang Lager. <laughs> All right, Chambers. So, uh, what have you been playing this past week? Two major things. Uh -oh. One, one that I wound up hating, surprisingly, and one that I wound up loving more than I thought I would. So, starting with the hate, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Ooh, you hated that. I don't like it. I'm trying, and I'm trying, and you know what it is? I hate beat-em-ups where the enemies, even the condom ones, are just too much of a damage sponge. Mm. And it's just like, everything takes forever to do. And I will say, it's definitely, like, even on its lowest difficulty, it is a challenge of a game. Mm -hmm. I don't hate it for that. It just feels, like, cheaper than it has to be just because, like, everything takes goddamn forever. It feels like a game that was basically made for multiplayer, which I'm sure that makes it a lot more fun. But single player, it's just a drag. So, with Scott Pilgrim, I've never actually played... I think I even have that. I, I don't think I've ever played it, but I've, I've mentioned many times that game Charlie Murder, which I know was inspired. Yeah. Um, is it similar where, like, you have your basic attacks, you can do combos, but you do a special move that's linked to, like, a band move, like a guitar or a drum or something? Yeah, I mean, kind of. Like, he has, like, a, like, he has, like, a reuse spinning kick. It's like, like, mm. it saves you play a Scott, shit like that. So. Oh, so it's not a, like, I'm but there's, talking, like, there's, like there's, Street there's Fighter character, There's level. multiple characters, too, so... Oh, yeah, no, you like, there, there's combos that you can unlock as you level up your guy and stuff like that. But there's so. no mega move that, like, the whole screen, like... Like, it, almost like, like you know, with Street Fighter, you know how you have that, like, not Street Fighter, or Streets of Rage, where you have the... Oh, like the big star moves? Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing like that in there, unless I'm doing something wrong, which I could be for all I know. But. Interesting. Okay. But I yeah, mean... I just found out, it just frustrates me. And it sucks, because, like, it's like it's definitely well-made, you can tell the love that was put into there, especially for its license, but, yeah, I just... It's in there with, like, River City Girls, where it's just like, fuck, just die. Like, that's why I got bored with that one, too, because, like, just enemies are just take too long to kill. Hmm. Interesting. Jim, you know what most people would just say is just get good. Oh, they're going to, yeah, they're going <laughs> to say get good. I'm breaking, I'm breaking Hibiki's heart right now. Cause that's one of his favorite games, but yep. Well, Jim, it's it, as you get older, first you hated stories. Now you like, now you don't want hard enemies. You basically just want to go back to Atari. Don't you? It's not that I don't want hard enemies. But <laughs> I just want, I just want some sense of accomplishment here. All right. <laughs> Oh, Jim. <laughs> uh, just say Fortnite's your favorite game already. Come on. I'm a dirty casual. <laughs> and then what's the game you love? Metroid fucking Fusion. Holy crap, is it so good. I've like See, Metroidvanias are the kind of game where, like, I'll get into one during the course of the year. And, like, because I only have the patience for them for, like, to go, like, deep into one. And for the most part, as I've said before, there's always a point where I get, like, stupid frustrated and, like, just lost and I don't know what I'm doing, then I give up. 
Haven't had that. And, like, a common complaint with Fusion from, like, the Metroid fanatics is that it's the most linear Metroid, mm. which I can definitely see that with this, but it's still got a good sense of exploration, and, you know, I have hit those spots where I just go, well, what the fuck do I do now? And then I just basically shoot and bomb everything until I eventually find that one spot I was supposed to open. So, mm. it has all the Metroid bells and whistles, but, no, yeah, it's really good. Very, it's nice, got that good atmosphere. I will say the boss fights are actually surprisingly easy until, like, you get to the late part of the game. Then they throw a couple at you that you're just like, holy shit. Nice. But until then, because, like, I remember playing Super Metroid with the first couple bosses. They they all took me a couple tries. Mm-hmm. But, like, this one, like, I plowed through the first bunch of them until I think I'm, like, 75% through the game at this point. So, So I know you haven't played all of them, but would you say, is this your favorite Metroid so far? It's, yeah, I mean, I've only beaten one Super, and I'm going to beat Fusion. So okay. It'll definitely be a toss-up between those three, or those three, those two. But um, I'll, I'll still say Super's probably the better game, but I think Fusion's more geared towards a guy like me who's easily frustrated. So, Towards those dirty casuals? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, so far, I haven't had to use a guide on this one. I only had to use a guide once with Super. Like, it, like that's my like litmus test for uh, a Metroidvania. How many times I have to go to a guide and just say fuck it before I'm too frustrated, but... Yeah. So, yeah, so far I haven't had to do that with this one, so... Nice. Nice. Yeah, this week has been a lot more uh, focused on Dead by Daylight with the Resident Evil chapter coming out, which, I gotta say, Dead by Daylight devs, how do you release DLC and on day one you can't... You, you disable the map because there's so many glitches with it. And it's still not up a week later. Ouch. What the fuck? Like, how? I don't get it. Now, granted, the DLC for the map and the three characters, it's like eight bucks. So it's not like, oh my God. But still, how do you do that? Like, that's just ridiculous. But either way, um, yeah, it's Resident Evil and Dead by Daylight. So, of course, I like it. Um I, there's really not much else for me to say about it. I've been doing my challenges on Twitch, and thank you to everyone that keeps stopping by. Um, yeah, that community is very interesting and pretty toxic, and we might get into that more a little bit later. But, nah. but yeah, Jim, now it is free on Game Pass, but the Resident Evil is not. But I still just want you, because Eric has now been playing Dead by Daylight 2, we need to get you into goddamn Dead by Daylight so you can repair some gens with me and we can try and escape. I guess I'll get around to one night of trying it at the very least. I'll, I'll get the free pack. <laughs> Jim, you no like no DLC. Jim, you like uh, you like asymmetrical games. I do, but I've been there. But Jim, I'll I'll make sure you're allowed. <laughs> I've been there. Precious little time, Brian. You have enough time to bitch about Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> well, I can't just pick up and play goddamn Dead by Daylight, so there you go. Then you put your foot down. Stop drinking your IPAs and man up. <laughs> right. I have to cultivate these delicious man boobs over here, right? Ah, <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. Shoot them like the pretty girls they are. Um, But yeah, so Jim, one thing before we get to our Patreon questions. Mm-hmm. So, have you seen the Sonic movie yet? No. You still haven't. Nah, not yet. I'm sure. I thought you would definitely want to dive into that. Yeah, I mean, I hear it's good. I'll, I'll get around to it eventually. Is, is it free on any streaming yet? It's free on s- shit. 
I don't know if it's HBO Max or some other channel. I know it's free for me. I it's one of those, but uh, I only asked because my son had seen like seen the picture. Wanted he doesn't know anything about some. Actually, no, I'm sorry. Um, he has a Kindle Fire. He does his like ABC Mouse, and somehow he got a Sonic game outside of ABC Mouse, and it's a mobile game that looks like the 3D Sonic, but it's like basically like Temple Run style, but it's Sonic. Oh yeah, 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 like Sonic Rush or whatever. They Something call like it. that, yeah. yeah. And he's actually all of a sudden I just started hearing coins, and I said, "Are you playing Sonic?" He's like, "Yeah." I, was, I said, "What?" I go over there, and he's, like, on, like, level four. Like, he's actually doing pretty good. And I said, oh, wow. And then when we were scrolling through the TV, he saw the little symbol. So we watched it. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's completely a kid's movie. And there right. are, like, the littlest nods. And granted, I'm not the biggest Sonic person, so I don't know all the little Easter eggs. Yeah. But, you know, Jim Carrey's great as an Eggman. Um James, whatever his name, Cyclops. Right, you call him Robotnik like a good North American. <laughs> I know. I it's what's funny is all I've been doing is calling him Robotnik, and then for something we're gonna talk about later, I see it's only written as Eggman, and that pisses me off. But um, no, it's fine. But I was just curious, had you seen it yet? And uh, you know, it's uh, interesting because of that. Uh, once a week, as a treat, if if my son's good, I'll be like, you can come downstairs and play a video game with me. And it's really, I hand him a controller and he watches me play a game. Yep. So it's been like games like literally Minecraft or uh, or uh, Centipede or like some of the more arcade style games. But he saw I have Sonic Generation, so we started doing like those. Oh, he loves it. He's like, just let me do this spin. So I let him do the spin. And yeah. dude, he's, he's obsessed with Sonic right now. We got him like a shirt, the actual Sonic shoes, so... Nice. So yeah, he's a Sonic fanatic. <laughs> there you go. Bro, he's everything you hated growing up. Jim, I was a Sonic fanatic growing up. That's the only game I liked on Genesis because my brother only had sports games. He's everything you hated. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. You just hate Sonic now, Jim. I don't hate Sonic now. But you I'll get around to watching it eventually. <laughs> Stop watching your cooking channels and start watching your childhood. No, I, you know what? I need to... I, maybe I'll try and veer my kid towards Sonic one day, because... Oh, God, she fell down a Peppa Pig fucking rabbit hole. The worst. <laughs> oh, dude, Peppa Pig. I mean... The worst. British humor is tough as is, but, man, Peppa Pig is... Whew. It's not good. I mean, I mean, I mean, they're colonists in Australia with Bluey. They did a good job. They taught them how to have some like a little sense of humor to them. <laughs> a little slice of life show. But goddamn Peppa Pig. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta you gotta pull the trick when we get tired of him watching something. We're like, oh, it's not available no more. We gotta we gotta watch something else. And then you let the meltdown happen, and then you just pick something else. Oh, hello! Oh, waking the bush on the painting. Jim, that was oddly close to kind of more Australian. <laughs> it's all the same, Brian. <laughs> Dirty Jim. convicts. They shipped off. All right, Jim. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, so let's roll on. What are our Patreon questions for the week? And I guess first, let's give a big shout out for our new Patreon. Oh yeah, to uh, oh, I gotta go to Mr. JD Mains. Sign up for the ten dollar tier. So thank you very much. Cheers, bud. Get your questions in. Please get the game check in. your goddamn messages and emails and get us your stuff. <laughs> yeah, but no, always appreciate a new Patreon. So thank you, bud. Yep, thank you very much. So first up from Gamer Astral. 
Do you think Nintendo will announce a Zelda All-Stars style of game? Yeah, it's coming up on the 35th anniversary. I I mean Zelda, I mean Nintendo's great at just repackaging old shit. So I'm sure, I guess the question is they they ha- kind of have to go 3D, right? And if you do, what do you do? Ocarina of Time, uh, Wind Waker, and Skyward? Yeah, oh, I mean, they're already re-releasing Skyward as a standard. Okay, so then Ocarina, Wind Waker, and what? Majora or Twilight, maybe? I think if they do, if they do Ocarina, they're probably not going to do Majora. If they do Wind Waker... It, which system was Twilight Princess? Uh, mainly, it was like a launch for the Wii, but like the end of the GameCube, like that kind of Would deal. Would that maybe be the third better. one? Could be. See, I think they lazy out like they normally do, so if they do Ocarina, it'll be easier to do Majora because it's the same engine mm-hmm. that they got to port over. And then it would be a toss-up between Wind Waker and uh, Twilight. But it's funny because on the Wii U, we already had like actual remasters of Twilight and Wind Waker that were like really well done. So, but Jim, this is Nintendo. They're gonna just keep repackaging and repackaging and repackaging. Oh, oh, oh no! I 100% believe that. Which is why I'm actually gonna say for especially Zelda, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't though, because they already had like a lot of announcements for his 35th. Like they announced a Game and Watch. They announced, uh, you know, they've already announced Skyward Sword and it's fucking $25 Amiibo. <laughs> they already announced, uh, you know, with E3, they just announced, you know, Breath of the Wild 2. So they've already made a lot of their, like, Zelda announcements. So I'd be shocked if they had any more. But I mean, if they also bundled some stuff together, it wouldn't shock me either. So you never know. Or maybe they'll just pick, oh, God, how hilarious would it be if their Zelda All-Stars was, like, <laughs> Wand of Gamelon I Zelda two and what was the what's the I, other CDI one? Zelda's Adventure, Wanda Gamelon, and uh, fucking oh piss! Ah <laughs> oh, shit! I am blanking right now. <laughs> I know you would go crazy for it. <laughs> oh, I would buy the shit out of that. I would love it if they did a remastered fucking CDI collection of the Zelda games. I know you would, you son of a bitch. I know you just, would. Just for like, uh, that'll be a day one purchase right there. I mean, if they want fans happy, you got to give them Ocarina, like I said, and Wind Waker at a minimum. The third one, yeah, like you're saying, if they're lazy, go Majora's Mask. Um, if you want to really piss off fans, then basically do Zelda 2 and then the CDI games. <laughs> that would be some shit. <laughs> That'd be just such an ultimate F you. <laughs> poor, Minish, poor Minish Cap, never get ported because it's owned by, was made by Capcom. Yep. They won't spend the money. Jim, come on. It's not like they have money to spend. Come on. Poor, <laughs> poor Nintendo. <laughs> now, nah, but great question, bud. Yeah, I like, but Jim, Jim made a good point. Do I think they're going to announce it now? No. I'd, I wouldn't be shocked if that's just like the day of the 35th. They just, here it is. Another collection. Yeah, right. Another one of their limited digital releases with limited physicals that are still available everywhere, like Mario. So, whatever. Yeah. But all right, so next up from Game Whisperer Dean. So he actually had his buddy Dennis uh, Vanderbrook uh, ask some horror questions. Ooh. So you know what? I'll split this up over three weeks because he asked three questions. Okay. So, uh, so uh, he actually was watching your horror collection videos. Cool. Thank you. So bud. all right, let's go with the first one this week. 
What's your favorite subgenre of horror? Psychological, thriller, slasher, slash gore, or do you prefer something more focused on jump scares? Um, I definitely don't prefer jump scares. I'm probably like creature feature. So zombies, werewolves, vampires, all that shit. Like anything that has more monster based shit and I prefer practical effects, and I know that's really going by the wayside, and unfortunately too much is becoming CG. Um, but I like it because that's always where my imagination is as a kid. Uh, my follow-up behind that is probably slashers. A good slasher can be really good. Uh, like, obviously, Halloween, Friday the 13th, all those. Um, but yeah, jump scare ones, that doesn't do much for me. I mean, I'll watch them, but I don't look for those, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, they can be fun, but yeah. they can also be really overdone, too. Yeah. How about you, James? Um, I might go with, uh... I, like, I don't know, I might go, like, the psychological route. Just, like, the ones that are, like, a complete mindfuck. But maybe not overrated, like, hereditary. But, like, just the ones that, like, just make you uncomfortable the entire time. And, like, you're kind of thinking what's going to go on next, but, like, you also kind of feel dirty by the time you're done watching it. So, like, audition? Yeah, I do. Oh, God. Uh... <laughs> Or I know your girl, well, I guess not a girl anymore, but uh, Hard Candy. <laughs> hard Candy? Jesus Christ. <laughs> you like that movie. You, I you do like that movie. You it couldn't stop movie. talking about it for a while. <laughs> it's a damn good movie. Um, or, am I thinking of or, psychologicals or am I just like a stupid basic thriller fan? I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess like you could say like Seven even falls in that category. Like that's the psychological ones. It's where... That, I mean, like something more along the lines like Sounds of the Lambs, that kind of deal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you like... Okay. So then uh, the combo of Slasher and that would be something like... Did you ever see The Strangers? No, never did. Okay. Yeah, that one's fucked up. If you ever get a chance, watch that. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Was that, did that have a remake called The Strangers Come at Night or something like that? Uh, I think it's a sequel, yeah. I I saw that one. Okay. The original is really good, and it's really disturbing because it's like they're killing people, and there's absolutely just no reasoning behind it. It's like, why are you doing this to us? Because you were home. Like, that's it. It's like, what the fuck? It's crazy. Um, But no, yeah, I do like, it's funny, like the psychological stuff. Oh, what the fuck was that one uh, fucking not happy games or funny games? Funny. Along the lines of like the people like invading the home. Funny games. Shit, what the? I know someone out there is knowing what I'm talking about right now. Shit. I. So not like the, no, not like the purge. Um. Hmm. Oh, oh, oh! I think I know what you're talking about. I I don't remember the name of it. See, I thought you were going to go... Yeah, it was funny games, yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I thought you would go... Like, don't you like big monster movies? Yeah, I like big monster movies. And I like and I like the dumb shit. Like, I've watched, like I like, like any of the Purge movies and even the TV show. Like, like dumb popcorn horror like that I can sit through. Like, thrillers and crap like that, so... So let me ask you this. I, I've gotten in this debate a few times. You actually mentioned Silence of the Lambs and I Talk 7. Do mm-hmm. you consider those horror movies? Because you can call them thriller, but it's like it's funny because I know a lot of people that won't classify those. But I'm like, but the shit they do is horrifying. Yeah, no, I would put that as horror. Yeah, I mean it's basically ripped from real life, which is you know worse than anything people have ever come up with. So I think yeah, I think people mistake it with like, well, it's more crime. I'm like, that doesn't mean it's not 
horror like the whole point of a horror movie is to instill horror and terror and all that shit like it doesn't have to be a make-believe thing or a huge body count it can be the the fucked up little things like the dude had his wife's head in a box like that's pretty terrifying where when they ate ray liotta's brain in red dragon <laughs> oh that just looked delicious <laughs> well obviously <laughs> um oh wait no that's actually hannibal jim Oh, shit yeah. on my ass. You're yeah. right. No, Red Dragon was when uh, <laughs> naked, uh, what the hell was his name? Uh, Ray finds bit Philip Seymour Hoffman's face or ear off. Do you, yes, you are correct. Do you see? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um, yeah, but now, now let me ask you this. I've known you a long time. We've watched lots of horror movies. Do horror movies ever get to you? Has there ever been ones that kind of like fucked with you or like disturbed you? Not not disturbed like we, what you just said. Movies like Audition. I'm saying like something you mean that, like a lasting impact after. Yeah, like legit scared you. Like when we showed our buddies from college, like The Exorcist or things like that, they were fucked up. Like Chris and Matt were kind of like, what the hell? Yeah. Did you ever have that with the horror movie? <laughs> okay. <Uh-oh>. So <laughs> story time with Jim. So uh, not with like not like after a certain point. Like after 13, I think I was like just didn't care i was desensitized but as a kid like the dumbest shit sometimes i would watch and i'd be like oh shit what if that does happen so one's an almost acceptable example and one's a completely unacceptable (laughs) example i can't wait so the first almost acceptable was ghost with when people died and went to hell black creatures yep the scream those yeah those scared the fuck out of me as a kid yeah even though, you know, it's goddamn ghosts. Like, you know, how scary is it? But but that scream was pretty... T- I mean, that scene is equivalent to, I call, like... That's one of those scenes, even though the movie's about a paranormal thing and the, the train guy might have been creepy, that yeah. was like, oh, wow, this actually just became kind of creepy. So, yeah, yeah. I can... That was like, that was like a, such a random out-of-place scene almost. Yeah, so. and, and you were watching it as a kid because you're like, oh, they're making out with Clay. But then you're like, what the hell is this? So... Right. And then the completely unacceptable answer. <laughs> Brian, do you happen to remember the cinematic masterpiece starring Arnold Schwarzenegger called Eraser? Of course. <laughs> right, let's just say for a while I was scared of green lights because I thought it would wind up with a chunk of aluminum <laughs> coming through the wall and blasting my hole in my body. Wow. That's an interesting... I don't know, I don't know how the fuck that got me that way, but like I was like staying up at night. like For some reason? <laughs> yeah. some reason that just hit me at the right time. Did you, Now, when you watched that, was your brother still at home at that point? No. Okay, because I was gonna say it would be really funny if he fucked with you and got a little <laughs> laser. Oh, that would be funny. Nah, he fucked out of that house as quickly as he humanly could. Ah, oh, Eraser Man, what a great random just junk movie. Oh yeah, for sure. You see, I like I had that weird thing when I was a kid. Like I was obsessed with horror, but certain ones would like like especially um, Salem's Lot when the little kid vampire scratching on the window. Oh, yeah. If I ever heard something on my window, and then, of course, my brother would fuck with me and scratch on the walls because he knew I was... So, like, that uh, zombies scared the shit out of me because I was, like... I always, even as a kid, I used to take all my action figures and recreate, like, oh, if a zombie happened and people barricaded in a house or a mall. And I always thought, like, oh, my God, if somebody comes in here, like, how would I get out of the house? How would I do that? Like, it, that idea used to freak me out so much. Um of course, like every kid, if I saw The Exorcist at a really young age, my mind always just went to, like, well, what if that actually happened? Like, right. how could you stop that? 
And, and like, um, I think the only movie that was like really creepy for like it was whatever age in high school when we saw the the Grudge. Not so much the ring, but that. Uh, uh, and, and like looking de- like when she lifts a blanket and the chick with the black hair is under ugh, like that shit was always creepy but yeah now i'm just so desensitized that it has to be just a really messed up movie to be like i don't feel good watching it right <laughs> no but that is a uh that is a great question and that's from dean right yep no thank you that's buddy. from dean's friend dennis so kind of group chat good dude thanks dean so next up from So, next up, from G to the next level. Say you're running an E3 event to announce and showcase a brand new game, but you want to bring out a celebrity to help with the show. Who would you bring in and why? I mean, the capitalist in me would say whoever the hottest celebrity is in gaming, like, if you want to sell it to the most people, then you do it. Like, I... I guess, like, if you could afford, like, a booty pie or someone like that, or, like, a ninja, or, like, I, I don't know, whoever the biggest gamers are, um, depending on what the game is. But if I didn't care about money, I would just try to gear towards someone that may be into it. Like, uh, what's that guy uh, who plays The Witcher? Um, Henry C- Cavill. Um, I know he's Henry a big Cable, gamer. Yeah. Like, get a celebrity that's really into gaming who actually kind of would care about a game. Not like all these fake... Uh, who's the host that does the gaming? Conan, I think. I think he does, like, skits where, like, he plays a game oh, with a Oh, where celebrity. he plays a game for the first time. Where yeah, you can tell, like, that. neither of them give two shits and they're just like, oh, we play games. Um, I would want to find celebrities that truly actually like gaming. Because, it, it, like, I feel like that shit shines through. Well, I mean, part of Conan's bit was, like, that he wasn't a gamer. So that's where, like, his commentary was supposed to be the humor of it from him trying it and not knowing what's going on. Gotcha. So, yeah, I would go with one of those two routes. Um, Just a matter of how much money I was actually trying to make. Yeah. I guess I'd go with the easy fucking answer and just say Keanu because he's the ultimate meme guy right now. So you put him out there, you have instant hype behind the game. Maybe if it was six months ago, I would have said Elon Musk, but then he hosted SNL, and that all went away. So, Jim, I th- what about the man that can do no wrong in your eyes, Kevin Spacey? Like, you bring him out and deliver a little dialogue. Guaranteed sales. You know, you know what? Get him in your game, too. You know what? I'm going to retract. You know who I'm bringing out? Rick Moranis. Because other than oh, the guy God. who punched him, who doesn't love Rick Moranis? Seriously. <laughs> Why did he get punched? Poor little fuck. Poor little Rick. I, I would probably go with someone like that. Like, someone that's not too big that, as a kid growing up, like him or John Lithgow or someone. Like, just someone super random. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Moranis is just, like, universally loved. So, yeah. like, yeah, you can't go wrong there. We bring out, like, Mark Hamill or something like that. Like, that would get everyone all up in arms and shit. So. Jim, here's my idea. If it was... Um, well, no, Brian. 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 There's only one true answer, though. So if you want to get real buzz and people talking, I'm bringing out Alex fucking Jones. <laughs> well, that would be interesting. <laughs> I was going to say, um, if it was a multiplayer game, i bring out uh, Rick Moranis and uh, Ed O'Neill to recreate the heat oh. they had in Little Giants. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> and somewhere we find, uh, oh, fuck, what was his name? What, what was the kind of ripoff movie of that that had, like, Tom Arnold? And, oh, uh, uh, um, yes. The it, Bully it, movie. Uh, uh, bully Me, right? Something or Big like Bully. It was him and Big Rick bully. Morales, yeah. yeah. That's that. Yep, there you Tom go. Tom Arnold. Oh my, probably that and True Lies is only two good roles. Um, Bry, The Stupids? I don't think I've ever seen that, Jim. You showed it to me, dummy. <laughs> the Stupids? Isn't that the name of it? Like, Or The Dumbs or what the fuck? Uh, stupids. 
you, you know, the fucking, the, it had the opening clip where he's like looking through like his modes of transportation. He's like looking at a bike and he's like two wheels. He looks at a car and it goes four wheels. And then he looks at like roller skates and goes eight wheels. And then he goes on his roller skates to work. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm looking this up. And you showed me this goddamn movie. Are you movie. sure it was me? It, this sounds yes, like it was fucking you. It sounds like an Orloff movie. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Ooh, it might have been Orloff. That's a strong contender right there. Because what you just described. But, um. Yeah, Brian, this doesn't ring a bell, or a bell at all. Is No, I've never seen that. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm bringing out all the now, old school now movies. Now I kind of want to see Stupids? It. Eraser? Shit. But, yeah, no, I mean, uh. Yeah, if I was if I was showcasing a game, yeah, I would do that. I would bring like celebrities like that. Obviously, though, if you wanted to have a comedy, if okay, here let's let's focus it, Jim. If you could have a current, now still relevant comedian, not like an older one, like right now, is your go-to going to be like a Bill Burr, a Kevin Hart, like who's who? Probably probably still Chappelle. Chappelle. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Like, if he was still alive, I'd probably say Patrice O'Neill just because he could make a crowd hate him and then love him all at the same time <laughs> by the end of a skit. But, like, actually, Patrice might be a little suicide for any I was going to say, he thing. might actually, like, shit so he hard on the game that your, that your game does terrible. This game stinks. What the fuck are you selling? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with this guy with this game? Look at him with nah, his IPA titties. <laughs> rest in peace, Patrice. But, yeah, I'd probably go, like, Chappelle. Okay, interesting. See, I w- Or do I go the daring route and still bring out Louis C.K.? Oh, <laughs> uh, Jim, you definitely would bring out Louis C.K. <laughs> I mean, that would be your brand right there. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, that was and that was from G, right? That was from G. Yeah. yeah. Great question. Um, I feel for these companies that bring out celebrities. You don't know what you're going to get out of them. So just have Jamie Kennedy host D three some more. That worked out well before. <laughs> that poor guy. Ah, fuck him. Last <laughs> up from Alex Perez. What three non-essential items would you pack when you guys go on a trip? Myself, I'm packing a good book that I'll never open, my Switcher DS, and some earbuds. Ooh, non-essential. I mean, yeah, some type of earbuds are definitely on the list for me. I agree. I generally, like, even if I'm going to beach, I'm like, oh, I'll bring a book with the intent of, like, I'm going to read on the beach. But now, especially with kids, I know that's never, ever going to happen. Mm, no. Um... And then non-essential, um, I'll probably go with, I don't know. Shit, that's, that's, a, that's a good question. I You know what? I always end up bringing, like, just in case we go somewhere nicer, like, legit nice, like, dress shoes. Or, or like, your dressier outfit. And I yeah. never, ever end up wearing it. Like, I just don't give a fuck, like. Yeah. But I always pack it just in case, like we're going to that restaurant or whatever. Yeah, that's probably something I always end up packing. Yeah, like anytime I like leave for like a beach trip, I always pack a pair of jeans for some yeah, reason. Yeah, exactly. In case you need jeans. So yeah, depending on the situation. So I mean, if you go on a trip, it's always hot. You're never taking winter trips. So a pair of jeans that I never wear, definitely. Um, I'm right there with them. Like I always bring my Switch if I'm going on a long trip. And then, uh, fuck. What else? I don't really pack a lot for myself. My wife kind of packs a lot. For I was going to say, Tim, do you even so know what's I can't do in... things on my own. <laughs> You're like a child. <laughs> kind of like a big baby over here with big Did you get big, your toothbrush? Who? <laughs> uh, <hoop? laughs> 
trying to think, like... Uh, I, I mean, you could say baby wipes, but they're kind of essential, depending on the trip. They're not essential, Jim. I mean... Essential for me. I was going to... You got certain... <laughs> We have certain bowel issues that like, a certain Jimmy has. Jim, you just waddle over to the toilet like you or to the sink like you always used to. Uh, like I still do. Please. <laughs> Gotta wet that paper. Cool that burn. Do you ever bring something like cards or something just like, oh, we'll have like a game night and then you always forget about them or something? No, nah, we always break it into cards. Okay. So cards don't ever go to waste. Hmm. Or, like, even, like, a board or game like, you or know, something. You know what it is? We'll bring, like, a random board game that we've had sitting in the closet that, like, someone gave us as a gift. Mm -hmm. And we're like, oh, we'll finally break this out. And then we get down there and then we never and touch it. you never it. do. Yeah. 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 God, packing is always, like, you just bring the stupidest shit. The best thing my one buddy gave best advice he ever gave me is, like, regardless of where you're going, especially if you're flying, only pack enough for a carry-on. Like, that's it. Regardless of if you think you need more, consolidate. If you have to, buy an extra outfit or something, like depending on how long you're going. Like go to a Walmart when you go somewhere, get like your sunscreen and all that other bullshit. Just pack a carry-on. You'll save a ton in luggage fees and you just won't have so much shit to bring back. Well, Brian, just take Southwest where bags fly free. <laughs> you can take Southwest. Maybe I will. Maybe I do. <laughs> Touch it too. Maybe I will. Damn it. Maybe I do. You're not Louie. <laughs> Damn it. No, but uh, good question there, Alex. Thank you, bud. Yeah, no, definitely. And that wraps it up for this week. So once again, thank you to all of our patrons. Thank you to our newest patron, JD. And as always, patreon.com slash drink a beer and play a game if you want to get involved with the podcast, have a game review request, have, your, have the link of your choice plastered on every single one of our descriptions as some free advertisement. Well, quote-unquote free. Or... Also, make sure to head over to iTunes and leave us a review. It really helps out the page. Thank you, guys. Once again, love and appreciate all the support. It means the world to us. All right, Chambers, before we move on, um, I actually decided to switch up. And since you're drinking cider, I decided. Uh, I got my wife a variety pack, and I went Angry Orchard, uh, the unfiltered, hazy and less sweet hard cider. So, ah, interesting. I, it's so far... I don't know how much different. I mean, I don't drink enough ciders to be an expert, but uh, I guess it's not as sweet. So, I'm sure it's darker than mine. <laughs> now, what do you? Uh, what did you move on to? Well, Bri, and actually, you'll appreciate this. Go into that uh, fancy pants cup that you bought off of Instagram. So, I am drinking the Stay Hazy. The Hazy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Stay Hazy. That fucking that fucking <laughs> cider. Oh boy. <laughs> Stay Hazy, DDH Hazy Session IPA. Only comes in at 4.8% alcohol. Comes to us from the North Park Beer Company. And where is that out of? San Diego, California, which is perfect for the art that we have going Dude, on here. I th isn't that like the second or third Anchorman kind of reference can you've gotten? I think I've had a few. Yeah. They yeah. really like that in California now all of a sudden. I guess so. Interesting. All right. But, Jim, we just talked about IPAs. Look, Bri, I already said, the titties were here before IPAs, they'll be here after. But, yeah, this is actually, like, extremely, like, carbonated looking for an IPA. Like, just bubbles out the ass, kind of oh, yeah. even for a hazy. Like, well, and, and, it's definitely a lighter hazy. And, Jim, uh, you know how we talk about beer snobs? Yeah. So, all those little smaller bubbles, uh, you would get so much shit on your... Uh, 
in certain groups because that means you have a dirty glass when you get those smaller bubbles. Oh, really? Apparently, like apparent. I didn't. I didn't even know that was a thing, but apparently, that's like the thing to shit on people when they post pictures. And there's lots of those little bubbles. They're like, you need to clean your glass. <laughs> Just another thing that fucking nerds need to get all uppity about. Well, Bri, wouldn't it be a womanly estrogen-filled complaint to talk about something being dirty? So, shit. Oh, it sounds like it's par for the course again, once again, with science. I, I could have taken that joke so many ways, and you know what? I took the high road. <laughs> well, I did it. Jim, speaking of uh, Instagram and glasses, I, did, I, I actually did just purchase a new glass, and I'm trying to find it real quick. Um... I think you'll approve, even though... And now, it's a company off Instagram. Let me be clear. I didn't buy something off Instagram. Nah. Um, fuck. All right. I don't think I'll be able to find it right now. But I don't want to... Roy oh, here it is. Hold on. Ooh, 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 ooh. Are you ruining it or not? I don't want to tell you, because I want you to see it, because I think uh, you'd really like it. All right. All right. I can't find it. I'll send you the picture, and I'll... But uh, you're going to love it because I want to see your reaction to it. Okay. But talking about reactions, <laughs> one of the things every year we've covered since we've been doing this, and to me it's been another just very blah year for this, but I know gamers love it, talking about E3. Now, obviously, we're yeah. at, you know, a week later, we were going to cover it with uh, – Steve on the podcast last week, but we were still kind of like in the midst of E3, so we didn't want to kind of half-ass it. Um, Jim, I know you probably didn't yourself dive into anything on E3, but you've probably didn't seen watch enough. watch a second yeah, with Saul highlights. Yep. You've seen probably enough coming through Twitter and people's reactions. Yep. What are your big takeaways? Because we do have a link here that kind of – it's nice. It kind of recaps all the days and the biggest news. Um you know, at least one of the things in news is what got you playing Metroid. Yeah, no, I mean, from what I saw, Nintendo definitely had the best presentation. Even though, like, theirs is a direct and not technically E3, but, you know, they all kind of lump it in there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Breath of the Wild 2, the new Mario and Rabbids, which was also part of Ubisoft's presentation. Yeah. Uh, Metroid Dread. Um, I mean, yeah, they... the. Of course, they showed off the uh, the Zelda 35th uh, Game & Watch, which I will be getting. Why? Um, God damn it, Jim, why? I used that Mario one so much more than I expected to. And I know I'll do the same with it. I never played Link's Awakening, so that'll be my best way to do that. But here's my question. You have the Switch. And I know you have online services. So, like, why... Link's Awakening you... isn't on there, though. No, no, but I'm saying, like, why would you... Why did you stick so hard to the... Super Mario Brothers game and watch when you literally have so many ways to play that goddamn game. Because out of all my ways to play it, that even more so than the Switch, that was just the easiest pick up and play version of it. Like if there's literally like, especially since you can pause the game at any point and shit like that too. Like that's just the thing where like it's just there, it's a ROM, it's always running, start up, and you're just instantly playing. So, hmm. Like I was, I was shocked by how much I fucking wound up playing that thing. I, I, I actually wound up getting my money's worth. I know when I did my review, I was like, "This is overpriced for fifty bucks," but I got my money's worth out of it. That's for goddamn sure. So that's how much it is, fifty. Uh, this one will probably be fifty. That's how much <clears throat> the Mario one was. So, but I, I think I heard from like Todd, like there's already like a shit ton of scalpers 
and like people. Oh like, yeah. So is it something that like it runs out really fast and then they don't make no more? No, there's there's just scalpers being scalpers, but gotcha. like there's still pre-orders that are open, especially for the game and watch. Now like the uh, the collector's editions of like Metroid Dread and shit mm-hmm. like that, those are already being scalped to high heaven. Of course, for like two hundred some, two hundred fifty plus bucks, crap like that. So did you? Yeah, people are already doing that. Did you bother watching any of that uh, Metroid Dread? A little bit of it, yeah. It looks okay. I kind of, uh... It's got that weird semi-3D-ish look that Samus Returns had, the uh, the 3DS remake. So, like, I would have preferred straight-up pixel-looking art, but, um... It remains to be seen. It's probably still... Well, actually, it's coming out later this year, so it should be close to done. Yeah, I think it's October. October seems to be a date for a lot of these games I saw through E3. Yeah. Um, but no, running through it real quick. So, like, Nintendo... Obviously, Kazuya coming to Smash Brothers. What so many people are bitching about that. It's like, motherfucker, he's been around one for Tekken since the very first game. Uh, obviously, he's one of the cooler ones you can do since he transforms into devil. Uh, and, like, yeah, like, and it's like, oh, well, why, you know, just making it, you know, fighting, you know, it's got its own. Now you got Street Fighter X Tekken in there. So what? He's an iconic character. He should yeah. be in there. You he should be in there more than stupid fucking sword dork number 70 out of goddamn Fire Emblem. No one cares. Yeah, you also have the dudes from, like, Final... F- or is it Final Fight Terry? What? Who the hell is it? What's his name? Fatal Fury. Yeah, Terry yeah. Bogard. Um, no, but here's my deal. I just say, like, when you think Tekken, you think Hihachi. And someone, uh, when I was streaming, made the he would have probably he, he probably would have made more sense for the casuals. Yeah. But, but since he was in PlayStation All-Stars... I don't, I don't know if there's a licensing. I, I don't know. But, like, see, me, see, personally, and someone who's been a diehard Tekken fan from the beginning, you kind of know after three, Jin is the main guy. Like, oh, Jin is the hero of the story from three on. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I get why some people are like, hey, if you really loved Kazuya from the beginning and then he becomes bad, and like you said, the devil, okay. But Hihachi would have made the most sense, followed by Jin, then followed by him. I just wanted to see Brian Fury. <laughs> or Eddie Gordo. Of course oh, dude. How funny would it be if they did Eddie Gordo and they didn't limit his bullshit? And it's Ed, just... Eddie is goofy enough that he would fit right in in Smash. He would fit... Or or, or uh, who's the... Uh, fuck. What, what's the Gordo, panda's Gordo. name? Oh, shit. What is the panda's name? I don't remember. I can't remember. Yeah. Him or the kangaroo or... Even Jack, like one of the versions of Jack, like the robot. Yeah. Or King, you know, hey, he he would be interested. But yeah, no, it's uh, okay. This is better than the, like you said, the millionth JRPG sword guy that they just keep adding over and over. We get it. He likes Fire Emblem. We fucking get it. Other than that, though, um, yeah, like I said, Nintendo's big thing, I think, biggest was Breath of the Wild 2 and oh, yeah. Metroid. Everything else was kind of meh. I tell you one thing. I don't get anyone who cares about this fucking War- WarioWare thing. Oh, no. I was I was excited for WarioWare. Why? They're fun. God damn it, Jim. When I made the comment earlier that you literally just want to go to Atari, that's what it looks like a collection of really shitty Flash games that we used to play in college off of that free you, site. You've never played a WarioWare game? No, 
But yeah, I, 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 it's just stupid, quick, three-second little mini games, and like you know, trying to do as good as you can and last as long as you can. Shit but like that. that's my point. You're paying a full price for something we did in college off of what was it? What the fuck was that site we always used to play those flash games like Banana? Uh, I mean, nah, it's it's all part of the setup and the presentation that makes it different than like. It's not like what you would have on Newgrounds or anything like that. I'm saying the mechanics aren't far off. Yes, I do know they have voice actors and the Mario tilt to it, but I'm still like, you're just playing mini games. Yeah. That's like that. buying a game and only wanting to do uh, uh, the quick time events. Hey, I speaking of mini games, new Mario Party. Fucking, it should have just been, what do you call it, DLC for Super Mario Party, but whatever. I'll take new. That's fine. Yeah, it's another overrated series. How many more new do you really need of that? I need something different than the four tables I have. But don't you have... How many different Mario parties exist? Uh, Eleven. So you could play the old ones again. I could, but the wife just wants to hook up the Switch and play off that. So <laughs> I'll get the new one. <laughs> and plus, this is like... It's almost like a remake of one that's on the 3DS of like called the Top 100. So they take like... It's basically a remastering of, like, all the classic games and shit like that, too. Yeah, all they really need to do with Mario Party at this point is... Don't get me like, wrong, it's completely overpriced, but I'll still yeah. get my money's worth out of it, because it's the only game That's I want to play yeah. yeah. Well, no, I was going to say, they should do, like, like the Smash did for Switch. Just throw everything. Like, like the, uh, the Smash... Uh, Smash, Smash Ultimate. Ultimate. Yeah, like, it threw all the characters. Throw all the games on every previous Mario Party. Do a crazy collection, and just give it to people. Um, no, but outside of that, yeah, Nintendo, there's nothing else interesting I really saw. Uh, Capcom's E3, they talked I about, heard that was a big, like, nothing. It was really nothing. They talked about how they just started on DLC for RE Village. Um, they're still oh working on, or they're going to release the RE's multiplayer experience, REverse, which will be another bullshit that won't go anywhere. Then Monster Hunter stuff. Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. Yay. Like, who cares? Yeah. Um, the stupid shit Amico in television. That, that Amico presentation. Oh, boy. Dude. That was, that was a rough one. I know I, there's props. I saw there's, that. <laughs> there's been a lot of heat with that guy. What's his name? Tommy. Tommy Tallarico. And I know there's like, it seems to be like very staunch, like defenders of him and haters of him. I just think this thing looks like shit. Like, I don't care about him. I'm just saying, I don't know much about him. But that system, if you want oh, no. to call it a system... T Tommy's been around doing soundtracks for video games for like 40 years. Like, He's a legend in the business, but he, he's he's fucking trying to make this a thing. But all the delays, all I was going to say, how long has this been in development? I mean, it was supposed to come out in October of last year, I believe. Oh, see, I thought it was actually even longer than that. No, I mean, it was announced like three, four years ago, so... I, my thing is, I looked at that the same way I made fun of the WarioWare. These games look like mini Atari-style games. I know they're just meant to be played with the family. Like, all the demos that they were showing. I oh, yeah. Like, I mean, like, there's a lot of remakes of Atari games. And, like, it's, like, super casual and shit like that. I'm, like... There, I, there's nothing that it does that, like, you can't get on a Switch now. Anyway. Well, my whole thing is, like, it seems like he's trying to recapture the lightning in the bottle that, like, the Wii was by, like, get your grandma on the play, too. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And, like, they're already going back on stuff because, like, in their original pitch, like, they're like, oh, no game will cost more than eight bucks. And now they're like, oh, yeah, you know, games will be, like, capping out at 20 bucks. It's like, oh, it's already uh -oh. going up. It goes up. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, if you maybe set the price point, <laughs> have games as cheap as they are on, like, Steam. Then you can maybe do a system like that. That's all I'll say. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, they announced a lot of, what do you call it, um, you know, uh, indie games, and a lot of them look cool, but they're all... nothing worth going into on a podcast. Yeah, I mean, um, did you, were you interested at all in the Sonic Colors Ultimate? I mean, I have Sonic Colors on the Wii, and I could just play it there, so I don't have any reason to get Ultimate. Okay. But... Um, the Vampire Masquerade, you never played the first one, right? Nah, I never did, but I know, like, I know you liked it, I know Pam fucking... Oh, yeah, she, she loves, loves it. that. Yeah. yeah. So that's exciting, that's a big one coming out. I, I personally don't give two shits about Dying Light 2. I know Dying Light 1 had a big following. I'm, I'm over it. But speaking of zombie games, Back for Blood got reannounced. Or, or continue to be announced, and yes, finally, you're getting Left 4 Dead 3, just rename this other thing. Just come out already, that's all I'm gonna say. Oh yeah, I've been hearing about this for a little while. So. Yeah, so full release is supposed to come out in October, um, with the beta coming out in August. So yeah, it's Left 4 Dead 3, just rename Back for Blood. So, I'll be excited for that. Yeah, I'll, now I'll be, I'll be down for getting that. Yeah, outside of that... Um, you know, Bethesda had an interesting... Hey, like Square Enix had a... Whew, we can get into that one. <laughs> I mean, Square Enix... Uh, what are you going to say? Guardians of the La- Galaxy? Okay. Guardians of the Galaxy, which after Marvel's Avengers... It's funny, they're still trying, but I guess they got that Disney money coming in still. Final Fantasy with the double... The double deuce on the Final Fantasy fans, <laughs> pissing them off. Mm-hmm. So you have the classic games getting that like pixel perfect mode or whatever pixel it's called. Pixel remaster, yeah. Only for mobile and Steam, so yep. that pissed everybody off. And then the reimagining of like Final Fantasy Origin or whatever the fuck they called it. What was that called? Yeah, uh, Stranger in Paradise Final Fantasy Origin, which just like looks like a bunch of like guys in like t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. I think is supposed to be some kind of retelling of the first one or something. So I forget, but they just did. Yeah, they... it's something I'm never gonna play anyway because you know, but. They they just did a great job pissing people off is all I'll say like and they were an ultimate bust, but Xbox and Bethesda I think did pretty good. I mean Starfield. I, I heard they did pretty good. They showed a lot of games. Yeah, Starfield looks pretty pretty damn good. Um, Halo Infinite. Okay. From what I heard, Starfield was like a meme of like, oh, this is never coming out. Well, finally is. Yeah, I mean it's not till November of 2022, but it, they got a date more than but, Amico got. Exactly. Outer Worlds 2, which is a sleeper game that I actually had a lot of people telling me about when I was I streaming. Do, I do want to get around to that eventually. Yeah, they're like, they're like if you like Fallout New Vegas and you want to see that in space, that's what that game is. And I'm like, well, that is right up my alley. Um, they talked about some more DLC for Fallout 76. Well, not DLC, the uh, seasons, I'll call them, because they're yeah. free. Um, the new Sea of Thieves, Forza Horizon... The Microsoft Fight Flight Simulator coming out on consoles, which that was a huge game. And then, honestly, the one I saw a lot of shit for is Battlefield 2042. I mean, Battlefields are a game that, even being oh, yeah. the Everyone, COD fanboy, they're, yeah. dude, they're great. They are great games. I can't deny them. And then Ubisoft, I but, didn't hear but, much. But they are, pulling, they are also pulling a Call of Duty where there's no story mode now, and it's just a battle royale, basically. And even So everyone is pissed. Well, even Call of Duty made the... They made the course correction real quick after that one game where they did no campaign. They're yep. like, oh shit, okay, okay, we're going back, campaigns and other modes. That's a ballsy move, because Battlefield, yes, of course nobody truly cares, but actually, like, when I talk to Battlefield people that like it... They do kind of appreciate the uh, 
the effort of a campaign. So, yeah, dude, turn your shit around. Why the fuck is there a fucking Avatar game? That's Who what cares? I was gonna say. I saw that and I said, "Do people still care?" I I know they're supposed to be making another movie, which right. At we're this supposed, point, we were supposed to be on Avatar six by now, from yeah. what they originally said. But and also, does anyone still actually give two shits about Avatar at all? What year did that one come out? How nine? I think. Yeah, like I don't give. Okay, it was cool in three D, and then I never watched it again. Like I don't care. I've still never seen it. Really? Yeah. Jim, you weren't going on your dates back then? Surprisingly not, Brian. <laughs> Surprisingly not. Well, stop having those IPAs back in the day. You already I mentioned... having IPAs back in the day. <laughs> you already mentioned Mario and Rabbids and uh, the Assassin's Creed Valhalla DLC is was big. But most of them... Most of this was just like DLC and battle passes and shit. Um... Gearbox, I didn't see anything that would looked interesting. Uh, but I did see the one the one thing I didn't realize, and then I read more about it. So, did you know Borderlands is getting a movie? I remember hearing about that, but I don't think we talked about it. But yeah, I heard it's getting, getting a movie. It's got a huge, actually pretty good cast. It's like Kevin Hart, Jamie Lee Curtis, Kate Blanchett, Bobby Lee. Um, like, a whole bunch of, like, random people, but, like... Did you ever play any of the Borderlands? Yeah, a little bit. I didn't, like, play super long in any of them, but I did play some of them. So, I love the humor. I love the world. So, it's, like, all sound Pandora. But from the pictures I saw, I mean, the movie looks like it could be kind of good. At least with Kevin Hart. Even if it does suck, you know they're going to make their money. So, I'm, right. I'm, you know what it is? I'm completely Sh down. Shocking the Rock isn't in there as a bruiser. I know. I Yeah, he would have made sense as one of the characters. But... I, I'm one of those, uh, I, I long for stupid, goofy movies again. Like the Mortal Kombat video game movie. It was terrible, but I loved it. I don't want a movie that takes itself too seriously. Like, did you see the new Jumanji? No, never did. Completely stupid, but you know what? I actually I heard it was fun. I, yeah. I had fun watching it, and I'd be fine if they did that with this, like with Borderlands, because the comedy that the game it has itself... It could easily achieve that. It's kind of what you think it should do. Yeah. But, yeah, no. So, I mean, E3, to me, is still kind of a bust. And the, the funny thing is Nintendo, like, I hate this idea, like, Nintendo wins it. It's like, Nintendo just did the thing they should have done every year since they've released the original Zelda. Since they should have been announcing a Metroid for who knows how many years. But they're like, oh, they won. I'm like, yeah. And to your point... They weren't even there, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they considered that. I, do you want to call it that? I'll, I'll say they wanted. Fuck it, it was close enough. So it's like no even one, though, even though I hate. Oh, who won E three? Shut the fuck up. We all lost. But I think I say that every year. But we all lost. That's that's this, what comes this, out. This this year more than any proved that E three is not necessary. Not necessary at all. And I get it. You want a cool place to kind of show off. Oh, and... you have all the industry people together. Blah, blah, blah. Who cares? I'm not in the industry. I don't fucking care. The other thing that was interesting, and even we got the invite to do it, like, they really reached out to, like, have streamers and people on every platform, like, co-host it to promote it. And I was like, I can't fake excitement for that shit. Wait, they offered us that? I, it, I think it offers anyone automatically. 
Or at no. least the affiliates. No. No, no, oh. no. Oh, well, fuck that then. No, no. I was going to say, if you pay me, I could fake excitement. No, they just allow you to stream their footage through your feed and you oh. react with it. It's like, okay. No, I'm good. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. Oh, if I can get paid, I can I can, I can mind block. That's the best thing ever. Shit. Must buy. Jim gets paid, he can mind block anything. Goddamn right. <laughs> That's how he got through high school. That's how he got through a lot of things. <laughs> womp, womp. <laughs> just, you know, just drift away, make my little baby seal sounds, and just, you know, oh, let it happen. Oh, God. For those of you who don't know high pitch art, just Google that and see what happens. Mm. <laughs> ah. All right, Jim. Um, the next one you could almost argue is Gamers Mad, even though we have a separate Gamers Mad. Yeah, I was going to kind of put this for that. Um, so we can hit this real quick. Yeah. Uh, a couple weeks old at this point. So GTA Online shutting down for Xbox 360 and PS3. So, yeah, it came out last week. It was June 16th. I, we know this about every major thing. Um, the biggest thing I saw in the comments, most people were like, I don't care. Where's can i get it can i even fucking get a ps5 or where's gta 6 or whatever and then yeah. there's like those randos that are like that's bullshit what if you can't afford a ps4 or xbox that, that One? was that was actually the avenue that i didn't think about where like people in third world countries are like they're still basically on the ps3 generation so like yeah it does kind of suck for them but i mean it's like i get it like if people aren't paying and playing it enough to justify running the servers then if you're a rock star what are you gonna do so I, I get that they have all the money from this. Like, they've made all the money from GTA Five. I think it's, like, I saw a graph where it's, like, the second or third best-selling game of, like, all time at this point. So, like, they've made their oh, money yeah. from it. <clears throat> Especially with all, like, the seasons and microtransactions with GTA Online and all that shit. But, yeah, I mean, it does suck for the people who don't have any other options. Like, that's just, unfortunately, the nature of the beast, I guess. I mean, yeah, I, that's the, uh, you, you know... Uh, you can't please everyone, and honestly, uh, bearing third world countries, as Jim just put it, you Xbox Ones and PS4s are pretty cheap, I think, right? Like you could probably get one for like a hundred, maybe two hundred bucks. I don't know, cause you don't really see them that much in stores. I think like the overall like chip shortage, like they aren't really produced as much right now because they're not the current, but the current isn't being produced as much because of shortages. Well, you can't get so. shit for the new one. I, the, it just got released for a game, GameStop. I called the day it was released, and the only one near us was a North Broad, which oh, was wow. like a half an hour away from us. Every other GameStop was already cleared out by like 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. or something. So, yeah. That's fucking wild. Yeah. I mean, that's going to lead us into another <laughs> topic. But, yeah. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. So, yeah, I mean, real short and sweet. Like, it's just the nature of online games as a mm -hmm. service. Like, you, like, don't play them thinking they're going to be around forever because they're not. And whatever money you put into them, there's going to be one day where they flip the switch and it all goes bye-bye. Yeah. Yeah. But just expect that with any of your games. It's that, that's our final warning. Yeah, that's that's going to be a life lesson for all the uh, Fortnite kids. Exactly. Growing up today. Oh, dude, for sure. Yeah. For all the random system that's available for one of the one of your systems will lose server connectivity. Oh yeah. Actually, and you know, yeah, what? actually, next two could honestly almost be gamers mad. Maybe. Well, see, so the next one I had up was uh, Nintendo 
this is from a couple weeks ago. Nintendo won a lawsuit against a ROM site. And normally, it's a thing where people would instantly be mad. But this one's a little bit different. So the one I found came from GameIndustry.biz. So basically, Nintendo gets $2.1 million in damages from a lawsuit against ROM Universe. So it, they are originally going for $15 million Jesus. from this site. And the long story short is Nintendo, as we know, is famous for going after ROM sites. Uh, you know, they even though they don't do anything with 95% of their old IPs, it's still their IPs, so they protect it. Yeah. If you want to get into the ethical argument about, you know, just letting the people have it as opposed to that being their thing and they can do what they want, different argument here. Where this court case in particular comes different is because ROM Universe was putting their ROMs behind a paywall. And that's where you do the no-no, because you can't charge money for ROMs you don't own. Posting ROMs you don't own is, you know, tricky enough, but... If you're charging people to download ROMs off your site, you're basically asking for it at that point. So this is where I got confused because I read that article. <clears throat> I'd never heard of ROM Universe. I clicked on it. And what's interesting is like almost everything they have ROMs for, systems all the way up to like PS2, it seems like, you can play directly from the site. And I fucked around. I was like, let me see what like Sega CD. All the ROMs seem to work. And there was no paywall. So that's where I'm like, there was a shit ton of ads, but I didn't see an, a true paywall. So that's where I'm like, when the judge said he they were getting direct financial benefit from infin, infringing all these acts, did he mean from advertisements? Um, or maybe did it change since this article came out? But if you go to ROM Universe right now, you can still do NES, Super NES, Wii. Like, all that shit's still up there, so... I mean, they could have changed it since the the court, too. Maybe they took down the paywall part of it. I don't know. I never went there beforehand or anything like that. So, yeah, but from what I saw from all the comment sections and stuff like that, apparently they had a paywall for maybe, like, premium or who knows. Maybe they, like, limited the number of ROMs you could play in a day from your IP unless you did the paywall deal. I don't know. I didn't do enough research into it, but I heard there was some kind of paywall involved, and that's where they had the real no-no. Hmm. I'll be honest, Jim. The site captures my interest that's all i'm gonna say because they have a really odd fucking systems on there if you can play directly from a site and not have to download anything then we might be able to play some interesting games i wonder if it's a thing where to like get the rom itself to like say put on a flash card or something like that then you would have to pay to get it that way or pay for their service but like maybe you could just play it off their website for free or something yeah i i'll be honest i never tried to hit download so that that, that very that, that well could be could it, be it. Um, but yeah, if you play directly from a site, not every system works, but you know, Nintendo's doing Nintendo and this is as Jim's saying, Hey, if you're going to ever do shit with ROMs, do not charge a single penny for any of it. Just do it for preservation sake or whatever you want to call it. And don't distribute it. Be smart. Don't be like Jim. Be smart. Don't be a, oh, Never mind. <laughs> can't, can't say those old M&M lines anymore. Jim, what are you going to say? It's something about slapping D. Barnes. I don't know. Jim, Jim, complete the sentence. Now, I don't remember. It's an old song, so, you know. Say the, the C word. You point. won't. <laughs> probably I'm not, not going to get banned from Facebook again. <laughs> I just got it back. <laughs> oh, Jim. Zuckerberg's watching you. Zuck's always watching, and he's going to fucking hit me for 30 days next time. <laughs> I think that is what the next one is. Oh, that's hilarious.
I've had a few timeouts. I've had day long. Just had my seven days. So next will be thirty. <laughs> you're 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 the real bad boy for life, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but no, sticking with your gamers mad, and this is another. Now one. this is a true gamers mad here. That, now this one is furious, and dude, I don't get it, but. Uh, it was posted by PlayStation on June 2nd, and in a 20-minute interview with Herman Holst, he basically revealed that a lot of the new games coming out, including Gran Turismo 7, uh, Horizon New Dawn, and the Gears of War, are all going to be cross-platform to the PS4. And to my astonishment, people are pissed. Now... What doesn't make sense to me, Jim, is I feel like completely the opposite. When we talk like Xbox shit, everyone's like, why isn't this shit going to be cross-platform? <clears throat> All these games are being announced as cross-platform, cross and PlayStation fans seem to be like, I thought PlayStation's all about generations, like, what the fuck? Like, then what's the point of a PS5? Like, nah. And I'm like, well, my whole G thing is... GG early adopters, have fun. Well, my whole thing is like... You do know the game is going to be significantly better. Like, look better. Uh, at least better, it's going to look better, better and run better and yeah. play better. So, why do you care what people on PS4 are doing? Uh, here's the argument that I get from them. And their argument is, I just paid five, six hundred bucks for this brand new system. Why are you giving me nothing to make it worth my while? So... Even though you're going to have the better experience, it's still not like only having that experience. But that's but the, the idea of exclusivity. Fine, if if they announce like these games were coming to Xbox, I would get the outrage. But it's the same brand. It's just a shittier version is being handed down to the previous generation, especially for a console that is so not available. Like PS3 and PS4, we didn't have this problem. You could get them for sometimes for crazy prices, but the shortage that we're experiencing, how many months later, when did the PS5 come out? Uh, it's been almost a year. No, I still, most people at, can't at least get six them. months. Unless six you months. get secondhand yeah. shitty buyers for way too much money. Or, or either you get really lucky or you get, like actually our buddy Drewski, he, um, he put in an order on Walmart for PS5, but I guess they're like ordering fucked up, and he ordered the digital only one. So to make it up to him, they're like, "Oh, your order got something or other." So here you can have the disc version, so which is like basically an upgrade. Yeah. So because they fucked it up for him, he's wound up getting the even better one out of it. So but yeah, I, I mean, like you got to be lucky to get the console still at this point. I just but, look at this like, why? But, like, does here, here's the thing. Like, I like I remember when like the Xbox One came out. Yeah. Like, their big game for that was, like, Rise, Son of Rome, which, like, yeah. no one really cared about. But, like, that was the one that was, like, the graphic show horse, and, like, that was exclusive. But, like, the big game for it was, like, Titanfall, and that came out on both systems. And then yeah. there was all the cross-platform with, like, a lot of the games. Like, I think Assassin's Creed had, like, cross-platform, and, like, Call of Duty definitely had, you know, cross for a couple entries and shit like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think when it comes to, it's, like, but you don't see it as much with first-party games. And I think that's where the crux of the bitching comes from. But it's also, like... I, I can't feel bad for early adopters of anything, ever. Because, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm spiteful. I'm petty. Like, you jumped into technology that had nothing for it yet, but you wanted to have the new thing, new shiny thing now. So, it's what you get. I also now, can't I will feel say, like... <sighs> 
like beforehand, I will say, to be fair to them, Sony was good about having its like newer editions of like new entries be for the new console. Yeah. Like be yeah, a absolutely. reason to have it. But I mean, we just went through a pandy and a microchip chip shortage and a complete shortage on any available new systems. So I kind of I don't feel I don't even have a a hair of a sympathy for these people that are like what you're not being impacted like here here's the deal if you, if they were given a the same exact port of the game and there was no difference that would make sense but like even me I was so pissed I got Resident Evil 8 and I like for just for shits and giggles looked up what the difference is on the better Xbox or PS5. My God, does it look like a completely different game? How much better it looks and runs. Right. But there's nothing I can do about. It. Like I can't get it, so it doesn't fuck with somebody else's ability to have a better gaming experience than I had. And it's like, yeah, like I don't. It, it's that like weird, stupid ass mentality. It's the same pe that people have with like. Anything collectors, like, whether it be cards, shoes, cars, like, oh, I want to have it and nobody else can. Like, just grow the fuck up. Like, we're all just playing games. Who cares? you got a system that's going to play it better. And eventually you are going to get games that the previous generation can't. Just grow the fuck up. That's all I can say. Like, stop being such a little whiny bitch. Like, you, you got the system. You're already ahead. Don't punch down is all I'm saying. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, like you were saying, it's like, it's not like you're not getting these next gen games. You're getting like the real way to play it. Like, yeah. just think that everyone else is just getting like a pity version. That then, That's exactly the way to look at it. Yeah. And yeah, I get it. Like, you know, you, you like people's making the argument like, well, the PS4 sold 100 million units. How do you walk away from that? Good point. But, you know, it's like, oh, well, they did it with the PS2, too. It's like, well, not really, because the PS3 was backwards compatible at first. So, like, Sony's always tried to cater to the previous success to try and, you know, keep that buzz there. Whether it's backwards compatibility or cross-platform stuff. So, it's not like an entirely new concept. Uh, yeah, I, I... It's such a weird thing to get upset about. But you are right. People are getting pissed. And I don't get it. But, like, I mean, I think it doesn't help that people have been locked indoors for a year and a half at this point. So, you know, they want their new shiny toy to be worth the money they spent. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I... We, we, we didn't have, uh, you know, we didn't have crypto and pandemics in 2013 the last time we had a new generation. So. Yeah, so stop bitching. You'll get your better games eventually that are exclusive and... Then you'll be outshined in the future by another system. Just stop bitching. Wham. I'm lucky enough to have the toy that no one else can have. Wham. Exactly. That's what I mean. I, I'm not able to rub it in everyone's face. Wham. Well, look at my ray tracing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that one is interesting. But getting away from Gamers Mad and moving on to probably one of my favorite segments still, Gaming Music. Now, Jim, this one, I'm not expecting you to to know the song at all, because I, I don't even know if you actually know this song. Um, but I want you to take a listen to Mega Man I mean, Man I've listened to it for a top ten that was supposed to come out a year ago. It's still coming out, you son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> Pandy. But, 
so for those of you listening at home um i put the link below but i'm gonna put it into this video so jim why don't you go ahead take another listen and i really want you listening to the melody here because right. i'm just gonna show you the song because i know you're not gonna know it off the top of your head so this is mega man 2 the quick man theme all right hitting play in three two one play I was muted. So you're listening to it. So pay attention to all that, the little beats. Alright, so before it goes into that next melody, that opening melody especially. Oh, just like the opening? Just the opening, which does repeat again before it gets into the next melody. So I just put the next song on. So Jim is going to look at the next song. Alright, yeah, so I'm blanking on this. So, next song. Clicking in three, two, one. What the fuck? So, the song is Stevie B, Spring Love. Okay, I, I, I've heard this before. Yeah, I knew this song all the time. They played it at the Palace, they played it at a lot of block parties I went to. Yeah. If you don't know who Stevie B is, that sucks. But this is a classic song. The melody that I, I'm not even trying to recreate it. All I can say is that um, I heard this song played over top of Quickman, and the melody almost matches up perfectly. It's just uh, the tempo is a little different. But going back and forth, yeah, I mean, I it's, def it's it. definitely sped up in Mega Man. But so so when the development of Mega Man happened, this song came out like a year or two before. And it was a huge, huge uh, song. And this is one where I don't think it's a direct ripoff. I think someone probably just was listening and it could have been inspired by. But what do you think? Kind of I mean, if you were going back and forth. I, I mean, I obviously had to listen to it back and forth before I definitely got it, but... Yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, for all we know, Takashi Tetsi got a hand job at a skating rink, you know, as the song was playing and he never forgot it. I mean, so. this was also very popular in clubs, Jim. And Grant, we were too young in the 80s to be going to clubs. But this sure. would have been a very popular club thing, and who knows? I mean, it had staying power, so... Yeah, no, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. He, was, he just had that beat stuck in his head, and then he just, like, kind of replicated, and it was do, like, do, oh, shit, that's the same. All right, speed do, it up. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Jim, is it safe to say he might have made it a little quicker? <laughs> you know what? That could have been his whole gimmick the whole time. <laughs> but, Jim, could is it... Could have been a 4D chess move right there, Brian. But, Jim, isn't that level your nickname in bed... <laughs> Please. <laughs> By the time my pants are down, I'm basically done. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. <laughs> I don't even know how that works. <laughs> Look, she knew what she was marrying, all right? <laughs> you still got your socks on and everything. <laughs> Look, Bryce, see, I'm a giver. I value a woman's time, so I'm not just going to waste her time, you know, for hours on end with, you know, laying in a bed. You know, that's a waste of time. So... <sighs> I'm a man of action. Get in, get out. Basically, basically takes that amount of time. Ah, oh, Jim, you uh, don't ever change. <laughs> make it quick. Make it sticky. Oh God! Get a little damn sad it. by the end. 
<laughs> so you guys let us know. Listen to them side by side. At, at first here, at, at first you may not pick it up, but like I said, you that that section, that beginning versus the beginning of of it, I, I really do think that there are some similarities there that can't really be ignored. Yeah, I would have never gotten that, but yeah, no, I can see it though. Yeah. Alright, but um, this actually inspired me, and this combined with what I mentioned earlier, uh, my son being a Sonic fan, and with Dr. Robotnik, uh, going to one of our reoccurring bits, which is better. Um, and really, this is like, who would win a fight? I, I don't know. One or the other, who do you think is a better villain? Between Dr. Wily and Dr. Robotnik. So, you have the classic. They both create robotic armies. You know, one steals poor little animals and puts them in machines. The other just kind of stole from Dr. Light and made his variations or hacked it. Um, depending on how deep you get into the series, you could really make arguments of, like, who made better machines, whereas Dr. Wily has all the actual... Uh, what, do you, what would you call them? The actual bosses? like The, the Robot Masters? The Robot Masters and Robotnik has made... I don't even know how many different versions of Mecha Sonics out there. There's a lot of different like Sonic variations, which are crazy powerful. But um, I don't know. Who do you think is a better, better villain? And try to take your love of the games. Just like as your actual characters. See, see, it's weird because it almost seems like <clears throat> it's it's almost like neither of them have really been successful in what they've tried to do. No, one gets beat by like a ten-year-old, the other gets beat by a hedgehog and other animals. Yeah, but it's like one gets like Wiley gets beat by like by Mega Man, maybe Proto Man, fucking. You know, roll and the dog. Whereas, like, you know, there's a whole group of freedom fighters going against Robotnik. He, he needs an army to go against him. Fucking Wily, he only needs one robot to take him out every single time. <laughs> and if you think about it, Robotnik's way more sinister by just capturing sweet, innocent little animals and enslaving them, basically, into a metal tomb. Possibly mm -hmm. to never be released from it. If it wasn't for a crafty blue hedgehog with a cool 90s attitude. <laughs> And he does have an egg army, Jim. He does have an egg army. <clears throat> and I mean, Sonic did inspire a lot of furs with Princess Sally, too. So you got to God damn there. it, Jim. Leave that out of this. And then you get to the DeviantArt and Sonic blows fucking Mega Man way dare. out of the water. I mean... It, it's kind of it's kind of awesome because both have their pluses and minuses, like... You could say Wily's more prolific with the complexity of the robots he's made. I mean, the robot masters, yes, the like so. Wily's definitely a harder boss in general with all his games. Sure, than Robotnik yeah, ever Robotnik's was. pretty easy. Um, see, I kind of looked at it like Robotnik is a more interesting character because Wily is supposed to be like a a more crazier Einstein, like from his look. And, once again, his character is, like, he was jealous of Dr. Light and kind of stole his shit and then hacked it and repurposed it. Whereas Robotnik is just straight-up crazy. His design, I hate the term Eggman, but his design is exaggerated. And, in theory, he 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 probably is smarter than Wily because he has an IQ of, like, what, 300 or some shit? Something like that. So... He's created basically almost entire worlds, and he uses the chaos em 
is it chaos or chaos emeralds chaos emerald so like you know i feel like he's created even crazier shit given what he has whereas wiley kind of took someone else's idea and like ran with it so Mm. i see i would probably go robotnik just because of that um whereas wiley i I just think i just think the animal slavery is more evil Oh, so. it's definitely more evil. That's that's a fucked up part here. Like, wait, why are all these little animals? Like, as a kid, I never registered. Like, oh, you open up this thing and animals go out. And then when I realized, like, oh, no, he did slaves him. And that's what powers his. That's pretty messed up. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty based. Let's let's be honest. Dude, Damn it, so. Jim. Don't talk like a goddamn 10 year old. Had to do it. No, but Wiley, like I said, though, his robot masters. They're good, but they all... You know what? Here's why Wiley fucks up. He has incredible flaws with all of his Robot Masters because they can basically all be completely nullified by the power that gets shifted to Mega Man by a previous boss. And that's a pretty damn bad design flaw. Yeah, if you constantly, what do you call it, have your guys power up your enemy, yeah, you know, you think you'd learn. Whereas, yeah, I mean, Robotnik in all theory is going against one of the fastest beings in ex- in existence, and that's just he's the fastest thing alive. Damn it! And yeah, to your point, yeah, they got yeah. You know, I don't even know how many people was it. Knuckles, Tails, and all the other ones. I know the cares alligator, about. the cat, yeah, Princess Sally's I talked about already. Damn it, Jim. So I I would say Robotnik is a little bit more interesting and probably a little more devious. Yeah, I like Robotnik more, even though he has the stupid name of Eggman. But then again, in Mega Man 8, they call him Dr. Huawei with that awful voice acting, so toss up there. Damn it, Jim! Well, the other problem with uh, Mega Man is that at any point anyone refers to him as Rockman. That is true. Because that's terrible. But let us know what you guys think. You know, whether it's who would win, who's more devious, who's more evil, who's more interesting, who's better. Dr. Wiley or Dr. Robotnik? I'd love to see it in the comments below. All right, Jambers, and then for our final topic and our recurring bit, overrated, underrated. So there's a ton of outrage about toxic gamers out there, and you could combine that in with trash talkers. It's nothing new. From the first time you sat down with somebody and split-screened and had someone like you who screened watch or, you know, the the love of... (laughs) Don't give me that face. The love of, I'm innocent. The love of uh, just trash talking. To me, it's like always been like there is a playful aspect when you're sitting next to somebody. But as we know, the first time you can go online, play, you just hear 10-year-olds screaming about how they bang your mom. And there's just really crazy. And it's just evolved into, in some games, like, and I mention it because of Dead by Daylight, there is, like, true toxic, like, players out there who, like, you're going to get a, someone who's, like, 200 times better than somebody else and just fucks around with them. And, like, it's just, then they do teabagging and all that shit. Like, there's a lot of outrage and a lot of cries of, like, this shit needs to stop. They equate some of this stuff to cyberbullying and all that, da 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 is that outrage overrated or is it underrated? Is it deserving of the amount of attention it gets for how much people hate it? Or is it just like, hey, this is just a game. It's just people talking shit like any sport, like any activity you do. And I don't care if you play Monopoly. You're going to get competitive and you're going to have shit talkers out there. Is it really a problem? What do you think? 
<laughs> People are too goddamn sensitive these days. And me being the, and I'm not even saying with the whole, oh, people are fucking snowflakes these days, goddamn snowflakes ruin everything. No, I'm not going down like that stupid route. But like, like just think about when we were kids. Like, one of the best parts of playing sports growing up was trash talking other players. Mm -hmm. Like, so, like if you, like if you didn't really play baseball, if you're not up to bat, and the catcher's calling you all kinds of names to try and psych you out the entire time, mm -hmm. like. It's just part of being competitive and, like, actually being competitive. Like, we say all the time that sports used to be so much better when all the teams legitimately hated each other and wanted to win. Mm -hmm. Where, like, these days now, they're all, like, you know, they're all subtweeting each other and being friends and boys off the court. Like, back in the day, like, if you were on a different team, like, they fucking hated each other. Yeah. They're like, let's not hurt ourselves out there. It's like, Motherfucker, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, like, a series ends and they're, like, all instant boys again and hugging each other. Like, oh, good job. Like, no, fuck that. Like, you want to... Like, if you want to see competitive stuff, you want to you want to see blood. Like, it, blood makes it better. Yes. So, like, and I grew up, like, Brian, we both grew up. Like, we were the early internet days of playing online. Like, half the fun of playing Call of Duty in the old days in Halo was all the trash talking, was the teabagging, was all the stuff that comes with it. Mm -hmm. Like, of course it's going to, like, piss you off to high hell, but, you know, it's part of the reaction and stuff like that. Like, you, you see it with, like, everything these days. Like, there's always going to be, like, with anyone... Someone could be, like, the worst person in the world out there, but there's going to be someone out there defending them and, like, a whole, like, you know, huge tweet thread about, like, how we shouldn't bully this person for a mistake or something. Like, shut up. Like, if they, like, if, like celebrities aren't people. So, like, bully celebrities. Like, I don't know why people are standing millionaires who would never give a fuck about them. Like, trash talk is fine. Trash talking games is fine. Like, it's part of being competitive. Like... If you're not going to be competitive and put your all into it, why even try? Yeah. No, I mean, I don't. I. I like, can't. Like, okay. Like, 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 I'm obviously not the stupid fucking Discord generation. So, can people take it too far and like fucking stalk them and follow them and follow them in every game and grief them and blah 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 blah. Yes, but yeah. go to backbone. Like, but it can build. Yeah, we're also not talking about those extreme. Like, fine, if you're somehow getting stalked into your personal social media accounts, like, yeah, that, without a doubt, that goes too far. I'm saying within game, you're trash talking, you're teabagging, you're doing disrespectful ass shit to the person that you just beat. I hate it myself. I, I, I'm one of those people, I don't talk shit until you, if you start talking shit at me, then I'm going to go all in. But before right. that, I'm going to be pretty cool. I'm going to be respectful. Like, as I was streaming, like, anytime I was playing someone that was on Xbox, even if they beat me, I would just write good game. But, like, one of the people I wrote was, like, good game. They wrote good game, but you're useless. And I was, like, I was on your team and I did more than you. Like, what? That doesn't even make sense. And they were bitching about something because, like, maybe I didn't, like, help someone off a hook or something in time. Whatever the case was, I was, like... But I did better than you. Like, you can't talk shit to the person that did better. And, and, and it just didn't make sense. So I was like, okay. Then I go all in. And then I talk massive shit. Like, Jim knows. Like, once I go in, I don't just, like, do playful banter. Then I just go deep. And I start saying, oh. like, you clearly... Oh, Brian and I have both had things where it's like, dude, why aren't you moving right now? It's like, hold on, I'm talk I'm typing a message to this guy. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. like, like, here's the thing. Like, if you're not trash talking, if you're not getting competitive with it, there's also the flip side of it where, like, some of the most, like, satisfying wins you'll ever have 
is against the person who's been talking shit the entire goddamn time and you beat them at the end. Yep. And then they rage quit right before the end or shit like that. Yep. Then you give them that go, the old message of, hey, where'd you go? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, that is, there is something satisfying. And I'm not saying, like, go out of your way. Most games, just be a good sportsman. But, yes, fun trash talk, especially if it's someone you know. Like, when we would play Sticks and Stones... Talking shit to Jim, calling him out like, "Hey Jim, I'm about to hit you with this tomahawk," and then you hit him, and he's just like, "Motherfucker!" <laughs> like, like, yep. There is something satisfying to doing that, um, which builds a fun competitive edge. And like Jim said, if you're not in there to actually try and win, then play a game that's not meant to be that competitive with other multiplayer. Is all I can say. Like, you got to realize, like, there's this idea of like safety, and I think this comes from the generation that probably didn't get out and play enough physical sports where you just expect that shit. So going into games, we were fine with it. I think there probably are a group of people that probably never played any kind of things competitively and gaming was their escape. Then they decided, let's hop into some of these other games and they're like, oh my god, like, what the hell? They're saying terrible things to me. See, that's the thing, like, I don't get. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, Brian, but, like, Dead by Daylight. Isn't there, like, a culture in that where, like, they get mad at players who like don't go, who like go for the win instead of letting people like build up their stats before beating them or something like that. Or am I thinking of a different? There, no, no, no. Yeah, there is a whole subgenre within itself of there's a survivor camp and a killer camp, and there's like unspoken rules like in that yeah, game. Yeah, like that's that's the reason I don't want to play. Like the second I hear unspoken rules, I'm like, fuck this. I'm not even gonna bother. Which I I never. I, I don't give too fuck like I'm just there to play the game but like there's a thing like okay say you're playing as a killer and you're going against four people if somebody disconnects the game doesn't get any easier for the survivors like they still have to do the same amount of work but it's a lot yeah. tougher so there's this idea that like as a killer you're supposed to be a little bit more merciful to no. this and I'm like but that's not how I play no tough titties now there there is a thing like say you're a brand new person who came to the game gym and your ultimate goal in a game like that is you have to hit somebody. Once you hit them, you put them into an injured state. You hit them again, they're in a dying state. You pick them up, you put them on a hook. They have so much time before there's like two phases of the hook before they actually get sacrificed. So the other team can take them off. When you first play the game, it's going to be really tempting to be like, I'm going to stay near the hook so when other survivors come, I grab them and take them away. But that is what's referred to as camping. Like, you're not supposed to do... Because that makes it cheap for... You're basically trying to get the easy kill off the bat instead of, like, going after the other survivors or generators. So there's this mindset. It, 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 it's it's the same as like what we, we hate in Call of Duty is, like, when people are camping. You know? It's right. that same idea of, like, yes, it's not... There's nothing that will stop you from doing that, but other players are going to give you shit. So just like if you know you're obviously camping in Call of Duty and someone calls you out on it... You just kind of have to take it. You're like, yeah, I was. Okay. Right. That's like, that's the back and forth. Like, we busted your ball sometimes. I'm like, Jim, goddamn, get on B. You're watching me. You're like, what? <laughs> Sir, I was a goddamn hero. <laughs> and, and, you Don't know. Don't you dare. But it's it's across really only multiplayer games. And you can, you can make the argument in fighting games and anything. Like, people that do certain ways of winning that could be conceived as cheap. And then people get real toxic and angry and talk shit. It's like, but yeah, but that's part of it. Like, people want to win. They're going to talk shit. Just don't be so goddamn sensitive about it. So stop being so outraged and thinking those people should change and have to stop being that way. 
Yeah, like if you can't handle a little online banter, then don't play online. Like that's sorry. That's ultimately my point. Yeah, stop going online. Stop playing. If you can't deal with it, too bad. But yeah. Like I said, I want to see what you guys think in the comments. I know it can be a hot topic and you can tie in bullying and stuff, but to me, competitive shit talking, toxic playing, it's not really a thing unless they're actually cheating. Now, there's a whole other subset. If you're an actual cheater in a multiplayer game, like using hacks or something, I don't have time right. for any of that. That's bullshit. But if yeah. you're staying within the rules, okay, whatever. Then play how you want to play. Yeah, no, I agree there. Like, if, you, if you're not going to be competitive, then why even try? Yeah, Stop. exactly. So, let us know what you think in the comments below. Is it overrated or underrated for how much people get upset over those things? But uh, Yep, and if you truly think that it's, you know, overrated and not a good thing, let us know why. Exactly. But, Jambers, so now that you went through your P-Water Cider and your Anchorman Hazy IPA... What'd you think? Um, I mean, the pea cider, still just good, delicious, goes down smooth. I'm actually surprised for how weak this uh, hazy IPA is for how hoppy the flavor was. Mm. Like, it was way hoppier than I was expecting for being as, like, clear and bubbly and low alcohol as it was. Like, you know, around that, like, it's fine, it's another hazy IPA. I've had a billion of them. So yeah. it doesn't stand out in any way. But, you know, if you want one that isn't going to make you piss drunk immediately, then... I guess go for that, but if you're gonna drink a tree tease, uh, fuck, can't talk anymore. <laughs> if you're gonna drink a tree's asshole. You might as well get drunk out of it. That's what I say. Nice. Yeah. Um. For those of you who don't like right, original like ciders from most companies, this actually isn't bad. Like I said, it is not as sweet, and I do notice that. Like I don't have as much sugar on the tongue. Um. I'm not saying it drinks like a beer, but I'm. It, it just is a little bit more like beer-ish if that makes any sense like it's just not that like overpowering of apple sweetness um so le less than like a strong bow exactly yeah so i it wasn't bad um but i'm not a huge i don't drink those kind of ciders that much and then the Edmonds fitzgerald porter i love porters um you know if you like kind of a coffee darker flavored beer that's one to go to and really great lakes always makes great stuff so with that, we want to say thank you, everyone. If you have st stuck with us, please make sure you hit subscribe, hit like. If you're listening to us on iTunes or Spotify, please give us a five-star rating. You can bash us in the comments. We will read them and respond, but anything you can do will be a great help to us. And with that, we want to say have a good night, everyone, and cheers. Cheers, guys.